I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Where to start? Where to start? Hmm, where to start? Well, there's actually a whole bunch of shit we got to cover this week. Um, w- one thing which I thought would be the thing we would start with, we're actually going to wait because uh, as important as it is, something else really interesting happened uh, over the weekend. I was hanging out here watching some um, some punchy punch, uh, a.k.a. the UFC, which I tend to do every weekend that there is one uh, here at the office. You guys were uh, not here. Usually you are. We usually we're watching it together. Uh, you guys went off to hang out with our friend John, and it was pretty late. And I was sitting here, and Brian busts through the door like fucking Kramer and uh, basically is like, guys, I need help. And I thought he was joking at first, and then it got really serious. And uh, Brian, do you want to... Do you want to take it from here? Yeah, I I just want to clarify too. I didn't mean like physical help. I meant emotional help. Yeah, you meant mental Be- help for sure. Yeah, because I mean, you, I you, went, you also kind of meant well. Uh, yeah, I needed I needed advice, but needed I also advice. really and which it will become clear <laughs> in a few moments um, where I'm going with this. But I also really was hesitant to even say anything. To you guys, because I guess to take it back and explain what happened, um, and Taylor, maybe you want to explain what happened from your perspective first, <laughs> yeah. and then I can fill in some can of the. Turn blanks. his mic down. Yeah. Taylor's mic. So some context for the uh, some context for the day on Saturday. Um, I am hiding a squeak toy from this dog right now, which is why he is um, balls deep in my uh, in my <laughs> chair right now. In your balls. Um, so on Saturday. I, um, on Saturday I woke up in the morning, woke up early, did a hundred K ride with a, with a few of my uh, buddies. And, um, and it was quite, um, quite an intense, uh, hundred K, which like, isn't, isn't out of the ordinary on Saturday morning for me. Um, right after that, dude, you are all over me. Sit. No, 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 no. Sit. We can put my dog down if you want. Like put him down, down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Short life. <laughs> So we, uh, so on Saturday, I go for this ride right after the ride. We're speaking at a conference. Uh, we're speaking at a conference. We go and do that. Um, right after that, we go grab some beers and we go to a Wanderers game. Soccer Wanderers game. game. Wanderers are like a, are like a, a pro team here in Halifax. Oh dude, you can't do that. Um, they're a pro team here in Halifax. We go and we have an awesome time at the Wanderers game. It was a really great, uh, really great atmosphere. Had a beer there. Um, then we came back here. 
uh, hung out a little bit. And then Brian and I went to our, our friend's place. He just bought a new house. He's demoing it and doing this huge renovation. So we go over to see him and he's got a huge fire and he's burning a bunch. Like he's knocked out a bunch of walls. He's burning a bunch of the wood. So this is like massive fire. We're sitting by the fire, we're hanging out and we're there for about an hour or so. I know you just love me. We're there for about an hour or so. And the fire is super, super hot. And every few minutes, I'm like backing up a little bit from the fire. And I'm going, my God, the fire is so hot. We're there for about an hour. How much cocaine are you doing? Zero cocaine. <laughs> okay, okay. We, we smoked a joint. And I probably had about five beer total in the day from like 2 p.m. to yeah. 8 or 9 p.m. Not, not drunk, but enough beers where we decided to cab there because we weren't driving. But yeah, right. Yeah. And, um, and so sitting at the fire and all of a sudden I have this like tsunami of nausea come over me. Like it's, it's so fast. Like I went from totally feeling fully normal, just chatting around the fire to holy shit. I feel like I'm going to vomit my entire contents of my, of my body. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm, I kind of put my head up like this. I'm looking up and I'm going, holy shit, I'm so nauseous. And then I say to Brian John, I go, guys, I am so, I feel so sick right now. And then? And then all of a sudden, uh, your head just went back and you're like eyes rolled back in your head and you just started like going like, ah. And immediately I was like, what like what the fuck like what the fuck happened because it was it was just the way that it happened like you'd said that you weren't feeling good but the way that it happened it was just like whoa that like it was overwhelming to sort of watch and it was so fast like between me saying i felt sick to passing out was what 10 seconds 15 seconds maybe so to like explain my thought process as this happens like i have so i definitely have like some traumatic past when stuff like this happens. Um, one event being the, like the caveat to my thinking for all of this, which was this soccer game that I was playing in Dubai. Um, there was a guy on the field who was just standing up and all of a sudden nobody was around him. He just dropped to the ground and, um, there was like 45 people around the field and, um, Everybody was standing around in a panic, like, what should we do? What should we do? And nobody knew what to do. There was no first aid kit. Uh, nobody knew CPR, at least whether or not it was the right moment to do it. And so it took 45 minutes for an, an ambulance to arrive. And the guy was taken off. And the next day we found out that he died. And he had a, a sudden cardiac arrest. And um, I was talking to... Uh, my ex-girlfriend Chelsea, who was a nurse at the time, uh, I was speaking to her and she was like, yeah, like if, you know, if somebody would have done something, like if somebody would have performed CPR on him, he would have, he probably would have survived. And so there was this moment, there was a moment where there was this young uh, paddler, Michael Schaus, who died in his sleep from a sudden cardiac arrest. And when you were really young, when I was really young, and there was this moment where Taylor and I did CPR on this guy in the in in this airport, which is another story we, we've told before. And uh, and then uh, layered <laughs> on top of this was the fact that 
Taylor, you've mentioned to us before that you had an irregular heartbeat when you were a kid and, you know, they sort of monitored you for the first seven years of your life, but then, you know, sort of deemed that it was fine. And you had brought that up a couple months ago and we're talking about it. And then knowing that- I had that, just gotten that checked out by my, by my doctor. Like that, my doctors right. had just like done a, <clears throat> a bit of a dive into, into mm-hmm. my heart to just to make sure that everything was okay, mm-hmm. which, it, which it is. And so in the heat of the moment, and then also talking about, you know, that keynote that we did in the morning, um, talking about mortality and end of life, I had this like overwhelming moment. And, and like, look, like I've been weirdly in a lot of these situations and I have not acted, I have acted, but dude, when like your best friend like goes out cold in front of you and you have, and also I was a little bit high and had been drinking my, how much cocaine were you doing? No, 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 And just coked to the fucking tea. It was just, it was, it was really overwhelming. And like my, my first response was like, I know what to do. Like I'm fucking restarting this guy's heart. And like, not like in hindsight, no like ability to like rationally assess the situation. I was like, I'm giving this guy CPR. Like I was like, this guy is not <laughs> going to fucking die here tonight. Yeah. And so laid him down on his back. I was like, John call 911. And John was like, John was a little bit like, oh, okay, dude. Like, <laughs> like he didn't say this, but like his vibe was like, we sh- like, are we going to like, like see what's going on here? 911 necessary and I was like, yet. And, and I was like, we're, uh, I'm doing CPR. So I, I, it was probably about, it took about 10 or 15 seconds to like sort of take you out of the chair and lay you down on your back. And like, I was, I like slapped your face a couple of times. I was like, dude, like just yelling at you. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm doing CPR. And so I didn't check if you had a pulse or not. Um, but I just started doing chest compressions. Now, and, as this is happening, he's not responsive. No, totally. But he's okay. making like gurgling noises. Yeah, which was this eyes same, closed or open? Uh, like eyes rolled back, like okay. not like okay, yeah. And so ten or fifteen it, seconds go by. You laid him down. He's still out to the world. But it was the same sound that the guy was making in the Calgary airport. Two different situations, but um, it was like that was definitely in my mind, like triggering me. And I was yeah. like, oh fuck, I'm no fucking around. Let's yeah. start doing the row. So I just row started your boat. doing chest compressions on Taylor. And after about 20 seconds, you like kind of reached your, like started to reach your arm up and you couldn't like speak yet, but you were like, kind of like, okay, okay, okay. Like sort of like, um, I'm here. I'm alive. <laughs> you're like, stop <laughs> pumping my yeah. heart. Dude, you're fucking, you're fucking me up right now. <laughs> but, uh, but like you slowly came out and then you were very disoriented after, but it was also like this, like really sort of like, Weird, like weird is the only word that I can describe, like weird vibe to the situation, not because of like what, like what had happened so much and like the way that the situation unfolded, but like a, like, like a, I was like the, the like rush of thoughts through my head when you were out cold was like, I don't want to fucking watch my friend die Mm -hmm. here. And it was, and so like being like, and then like, holy fuck, I just did CPR on him. Like, like fuck what happened did that need to happen and so anyway an hour sort of passes by we had called a a a cab to get you home and um the and i had woke i had woken up and basically 
you know, in, in my confusion was like, you know, you guys told me what happened and I was, and John was still on the phone with the paramedic. And I basically said, and, and, and when I did come up, come to, <clears throat> and was able to sit up, <clears throat> I was like, I was like, oh, I feel, you know, I'm not feeling that, that sensation that came over me before is completely gone. Like I'm feeling, yeah. I'm feeling regular. I turned to John and basically was like, yeah, like the, the, the necessity for an, uh, you know, like paramedics to come here is, is not necessary. Yeah. I didn't feel that, that it was. Which like I, that's my, my one, I, I don't want to say regret, but for lack of a better word, like my one regret of this situation, maybe less so for your health and maybe, maybe for like the, like to like, for me, yeah, my peace of mind in the situation was like, you didn't know what it was like to be a cold and to like see that. And for me, even to respond in the way, like, like my one big takeaway from this is like, take a breath when like something like that happens and then, and then try to like, you know, assess the situation better. But like, I just wish the paramedics would have, would have came because, you know, we basically talked like you and John specifically were like, okay, this, we don't need this anymore. This is good. Um, I was just like, well, what I don't like did did his fucking heart stop? Did he just faint? I have, I have no ability to assess that and no. And, you know, I was fairly confident afterwards that you had just passed out. You're feeling sick and stuff too. But, um, I would have just like for that 2% of me or whatever that was like, Oh, what just happened? It would have been nice for them just to show up and be like, yeah, it's yeah. okay. Like he doesn't have to go to the hospital. And so um, surely, <coughs> surely they would have wanted to probably take you there for an assessment. Yeah. But and so, and so then who's Shirley, she wanted, who, she wanted <laughs> and to who is Shirley? local paramedic. <laughs> and then, and so, and so after when I woke up, I remember going, um, I remember thinking like I was worried for a moment about my heart yeah. because I was like, guys, my heart hurts. And then Brian was like, I did, ch I did chest compressions on you. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> never <okay>. mind. <laughs> never mind. That's definitely what that is. It's not, yeah. it's not, um, it's not, uh, <laughs> it's not my heart. It's, it's like you were, you were cranking on my chest and that's yeah. what that is. And so I, you know, we, I was we, also like, I may have fucked, fucked you up. Yeah. Well, what, yeah. And whatever. <laughs> I don't blame you for that. Yeah. And, and so, and so then we go, we end up, we get a cab, we get a cab back into the city. John lives outside the city. We get a cab back in. And by the time I got back to my place, I was like, I was fairly, I was like, I'm normal again. Yeah. And, um, and you know, I went home and, um, and then you and Andrew came and checked up on me and I yeah, told well, Kyla what so, happened. So, yeah. So, 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 so that's, that's where Brian, so, but, but when we got home, when we got to Taylor's house, I walked upstairs with you, you got your dog, you came out and walked him and, and I was feeling better about where you were at, but I was walking home to my house from your house. And I was like, I know Jared and Andrew are at the studio yeah. right now. I should go by and just talk. <laughs> so to Andrew's them. our pal, who's an RT, resp uh, a res respiratory therapist. Brian busts in the door and is like, I need help and tells us this, the scenario. Now we have me and Andrew have no context other than what Brian has told us, which is that you eyes rolled back, passed out, were out for upwards of 30 seconds. Brian gave you chest compressions. You came to like seeing the God of the fucking light of God reaching out to Brian. It's true. Yeah. And, <laughs> Guys, I can't laugh. <laughs> and uh, and and we hear the story, and Andrew's like, "Did you take his pulse?" And and Brad was like, "No." And 
Brian was like, but he did have a big day. He had a big bike thing. You know, he was like, and you know, he wasn't like super fucked up, but like he had some, he had some weed, he had some beer. And Andrew was like, oh man, I don't know. Like people don't usually just, you know, like people See, don't just pass out. And, and, and it, when they do, if you like slap on the, on the face, like someone who faints, it's, it's typically kind of easy to like bring them back to reality. Um, and so Andrew had a, a moment of concern being like, I think he might want to go to the ER right now. See, I was, I was of um, two minds to coming here. I was debating even telling you guys because I felt good about where Taylor was at. And I was like, I like, there's no way to not make this situation sound traumatic. And then the second part of me was like, I'm still worried about that 2% of possibility that something did serious did happen. And also, I'm fucking traumatized. Yeah, you were and you so, were rattled, like you were like, fucking in tears. Which was which was hard to not then yeah <laughs> talk about it because it was like <clears throat> because like of all of the emotions that I felt in that situation, I was like, I, yeah, I came in there and I told you guys, and I was just fucking bawling. Yeah. So we so of course we're like, well, we should get a hold of Taylor because Andrew was like, in the very least, Kyla should know. So that she can keep an eye on him. And Brian, from what you told us, was like, you did not tell Kyla. You just like were like, I'm going straight to bed. And you like went up and went to bed. So I was like, all right, well, we'll call Taylor, wake him up and tell him. Called your phone. No answer. Classic. Uh, called <laughs> Kyla's phone. I was in bed. No answer. <laughs> uh, so it was like, all right, neither of them were answering. So I was like, I'll just stay here and call and call and call and call. And we were like, how can we get into Taylor's building? Because at this point, Andrew was like, it's probably fine. But if he dies tonight, no one wants that on their fucking conscience. So, yeah. like, we might as well do something. So I called, man, I probably called your phone 632 times, mm -hmm. called Kyla's phone probably another, like, 720, <laughs> and called all the people I knew who knew people that lived in your building to try to get them. Like, I called Grace... <laughs> I was like, called Grace a fucking hundred times. <laughs> I was texting people that knew our friend Jesse that lives in your building. I was, I was like, I am going to get in this fucking place. And Dude, meanwhile, I, ca I called all of them from the intercom. Yeah. Too. Meanwhile, Andrew and Brian decide to go back to your building. They get led into your building. They go upstairs, knock on the door. Andrew sees you. You explain how you were feeling. Andrew goes, okay, this looks kind of fine. Eat some fucking food. Tell Kyla what happened and go to bed. Mm. The next morning, we get a phone call from Kyla and you're in the hospital. Your heart stopped in the middle of the night and you died. So I'm trying to like ramp up the story here to <laughs> make it more. You'll do, you'll do anything. You'll do anything for the story. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. So so what happened was like you know whatever it was fine. We asked I, the next day. I was like, how you feeling? And you're like, ah fuck. I feel like I feel fine, but like my my chest feels a little funny. And uh, it was like a couple of days had gone by, and it was clear that everything was fine. But was what was also very clear was that Brian might possibly have done some damage to your rib cage because you were like texting us every fucking 10 minutes being like guys i think my ribs broken or something like i am i also was like i feel like i well, probably broke it felt ribs. <laughs> it felt like uh, so all sunday i felt like you know i felt i felt a little hungover i felt low energy but i felt fine um and then monday i mean i felt fine on monday like you know full energy and and fine um but my chest felt bruised 
<clears throat> and it was like sore to the touch, but it was, I, I would have said it was bruised. I would have said, oh, Brian like bruised me up pretty bad because he was cranking on my chest. Mm. Then on Monday evening, I go to the park for a walk with Loki and Kyla. We end up running into an old friend. At the very end of this conversation with this, with this friend, he leans in and gives me a hug. And he's got one hand on his dog's leash and he gives me a one-armed hug. And so he kind of comes in like a bro hug, like pointed one shoulder hug comes in like this. And he just catches me in that hug in the bullseye of where I've, where I have this pain. Mm. And he hit me with his shoulder coming in for it. And it was like, I saw white and a shock wave just like went through my body and I totally masked it. He didn't know at all that I was in pain because literally we hugged and then he went, Oh, so good to see you. Have a great day. We turned around and I said to Kyla, Holy shit, dude. I think he just broke. If it wasn't broke already, it's broken now for sure. Mm. So then, um, so then that was Monday night, Tuesday, a lot of pain yesterday. That was yesterday. Today, we're woke recording up, this on a Wednesday. Today, wake, wake up and I am just like, I couldn't really sleep. I just had, sh- I had my, I had this very narrow range of breath. It really hurt at the very top of a breath, very bottom of breath. And I'm thinking, okay, this is definitely broken. And I look up, you know, what's the deal with a broken rib in this particular area? And, you know, there was like, well, if it's like really broken, then it can like pop a blood vessel or it could like nick an organ. You could get internal damage and everything. So you should, you know, you should get an x-ray just to make, just to rule out that it's not going to fuck you up Mm -hmm. like bad. And I was in a lot of pain. So I was like, I'll go to the hospital. So I went to the hospital, you know, uh, contrary to all of our conversations that we've been having on the podcast over the last several weeks, um, I had a really great experience in, uh, in Emerge. (laughs) It was like quick. I only waited for a couple of hours. Um, but I think that that was down to, I saw the triage nurse and the triage nurse, I explained the situation. I said, my friend did chest compressions on me. And she said, did he take your pulse? I said, no. And she went, (sighs) (laughs) she shook her head. You know, it's funny about that. And I I mentioned that to, uh, to Jared. And when, when I was talking to Andrew, I I said this before, which obviously, you know, hindsight should have definitely checked your pulse. Um, But I said that to Andrew that night that I got here and he was like, you know, honestly, it's even sometimes like you should have for sure. But it's sometimes hard to tell when people faint because sometimes their their pulse can drop down to like twenty beats a minute and it's really shallow. So I mean, which it's isn't far off my my fucking resting okay, heart, yeah. my, right. hero- my heroic resting heart. Uh, all right, um, you should have been uh, wearing a whoop strap, dude. I would have been able to just, just check my friends. Could have just taken and, out my app and, yeah. and just been like, oh, his heartbeat is this. <laughs> it's fine. And uh, and so is so, that how that woman found yeah. out that her husband was cheating on her? Yes. Yeah, that's you hear that story. Oh, that he had like, uh, L- L- like he had periods yeah. of elevated heart At like three a.m., he was yeah. having like his heart rate was going right. up to like one thirty <laughs> every every like every odd night. That's a crazy. That's a like, crazy. You're, you're like you're always ba- you're, you're always banging, gone. You're banging a side piece. Yeah. So I uh, so I go I go to emerge. They they do an X ray uh, on my chest. They do an AKG, EKG to uh, to because of the fainting. They wanted to check that make make sure my heart was okay. Um, uh, yeah, I got broken rib. Uh, not broken, ah. not not like separated, broken or out of place, broken. Just you know, like can't do anything for a rib; it just heals on its own. EKG was good. Um, you know the 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 doc came in and said your heart heart your resting heart rate is so okay. low. 
And I and I said and I and I said um you said no wonder I, your friend fucking did chest compressions. I looked, I looked at him and I said and I said I said I ride bikes and then I gave him a little I gave him a little gave him a little wink. And he goes he goes enough said specimen. That's what he said that's all he said. He just said specimen. So annoying. And I went I went I, I and I just I just nodded at him. And I mean it'll stick with me for the rest of my specimen. Thank you. And then thank he moved you. in to kiss you. Yeah. And I just went, and you yeah. went, no, no, no. Yeah. Tip not, of the, tip not of the, today. No, then it was just a tip of the cap and he left. Because he, he was wearing one of those, uh, he was wearing like one of those ER, like OR um, um, scrub, oh, yeah, scrub yeah. headbands. Yeah. So he just tried, he kind of, he, he's went like the he, tip of the scrub yeah, headband. Yeah. And then he left. And I was like, strong ass. Did you do finger guns after that? I, there was one finger. It was a single yeah. finger gun. So I guess uh, uh, now that we've spent half the episode talking about this story, um, uh, throwing it out to our listeners. Well, oh, oh, and I, I should say that I asked him, I said, what do you, what, what's your take on why I passed out? And he, and, and I told him like bike ride, drinking, a little bit of weed, um, fire, like just long day in general doing a lot of stuff. And he said, yeah, you know what? You were just probably like, uh, just a just a weird, um, strange confluence of like drinking and the fire. He thought the drinking and the fire mm, was probably right. the, the thing that did it. So I guess to our listeners, what should what if 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 we could rewind and do that all again, what would have been the ideal scenario? Like if if Brian was in that situation, if Brian finds himself in that situation this coming weekend, mm. how should one go about handling that? You know, because like yeah. I, when I think about it, really. A for sure. Always, always start with taking someone's pulse mm-hmm. if they if they pass out. Um, and in that moment, if you did notice like a really low pulse or like no pulse, for sure, start doing chest compressions. But then, it, like if you just nor- notice a normal heartbeat or an elevated heartbeat, probably not. I'm, I'm, I look. I have no idea. I'm just just yeah. riffing here, and don't take anything I'm saying as gospel. But maybe not do chest compressions. But I think the thing that probably shouldn't have happened. Don't do CPR was the main takeaway. Well, no. Never perform CPR in any No, 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 no. I think the thing that. that I, think <laughs> I was the, like, wait, don't. What? Don't I think the that. main takeaway that should have happened that I think oftentimes does happen in scenarios like this and oftentimes happens to the detriment of the entire situation and everyone involved is avoiding actually following through with the request of an ambulance simply out of like not wanting to bring drama to the scenario. Because I think if the paramedics did show up and at this point you are now back on your fucking seat and you know, you, you hadn't had the chest compressions done. You, you eventually came to paramedics show up in the very least, they're going to show up and go, all right, we're going to like, look at you, assess you. We are professionals Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. not, and, and this could resolve right here or they go, this is a bit fucking weird. This is going to be a bummer for you for the rest of your night because you're not going to get much sleep because we're taking you to the hospital. But like, I think that like yeah. thinking about that scenario now, it's like, ah, oh, maybe the, maybe just going, yeah, just call the ambulance and let's mm-hmm. allow yeah. that to play out is really what probably should have happened. The, the other, um, uh, big thing I think is like, is like talking about the emotional, um, toll that like a, a, a situation like this takes on a person and like you know i think to like talk about the events as they occurred and sort of like tell it as a story is one thing but like man honestly like the last three days i've been fucked up with like feelings of like 
one, the trauma of like seeing my friend in that situation and like, and like thinking about, you know, mortality in that way. But the other thing is like, like I feel like, um, at the end of the day, I know that there's stuff that I could have done better. I'm happy. I'm proud of myself that like I, I at least took action to do something yeah. and just, just didn't, you know, fall victim to like the bystander effect. Yeah. But, you know, it's hard not to, even though like I feel like, okay, I broke Taylor's rib, you know, like, yes, I was erring on the side of caution. I didn't necessarily take the right steps. Um, but like I, <laughs> I had one, I had good, good intentions. Um, but the second thing, like, I'm proud of myself that I acted, but with all that being said, it's hard not to feel guilty about like yeah. the way that you react in a situation like that. You can't bike. And <laughs> yeah. fuck you. what am I supposed to fucking do? <laughs> fuck you. But, but like the other thing, I mean, like Taylor for you, you, I mean, you texted us on Monday and said like, this is a huge bummer because like I've been in like a really good upswing for the last two weeks and not like, not even, I'm not even talking about the guilt that I feel around that because, um, you know, that's, that's separate and like out of my control, but it is but, your uh, fault. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the thing to remember. This is your fault, but, but, that's the takeaway. but, but it is like, it is crazy that we just feel inherently this way, even though like I could rash, like, you know, rationalize the decisions that I make and say like, it's hard not to feel yeah. the emotional toll of a situation like that. Yeah. And so like normalizing that and yeah. saying, Hey, it's okay to fucking feel shitty about this stuff. And by talking about it, it, and like having you guys joke around yeah. about it, it. And you know what, honestly, it makes the real, like, I'll be back on my bike in like five days. So like, yeah, it's yeah. just a, it's a, you know, it's a, you probably need a break it's, anyway. It's a, it's a, you know, it's you a probably need a break day. anyway. Cause uh, you passed out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh I think the real the real moral of the story is biking is bad. I was talking to I was talking it's to bad D- for it's bad for motorists, <laughs> it's bad for cyclists, was, it makes people road rage. It's super fucking annoying that GNC or whatever the fuck is always on our TV here. <laughs> like it's just bad in general. But, so I think it's it's this is a good thing. I'm glad you broke his rib. I'm glad you didn't die. And I'm glad you have to take a break from the biking so we don't we don't have to fucking hear about it as much anymore. It'd actually be better if he was on his bike because then he's not watching the TV with GCN oh, on gonna, his bike. You're gonna but. hear about it regardless. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, there we go. That was a that was an interesting little story uh, of our personal lives. And um, I know, love you, Taylor. These kinds hey, thanks, of things, man. I love you too. These kinds of things uh, come up on the show and always fun to share them with our audience. And another thing that's and dude, of- don't fucking pass out around me again or I'll break your fucking ribs. Yeah, that's you already did. Are vegans actually unhealthy? Does cannabis ruin your sleep? And why are so many men taking testosterone supplements? I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And we're the creators of the popular YouTube channel, ASAP Science. Every week on our podcast, Side Note by ASAP Science, we explain the science behind a controversial subject with recent research, up-to-date studies, and ridiculous stories so you are entertained while, bam, simultaneously learning. We're here to make science make sense. Download Side Note by ASAP Science wherever you got your podcasts another uh another another thing that's on a more personal <laughs> note uh big fucking week uh, last week in canada in the world of cf mm-hmm. tricasta ba 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 boom has now hit four provinces across canada that are going to be um adding tricasta to the public formulary uh covering the drug 
It's a three hundred thousand dollar drug. Three hundred thousand dollars a year. And what is it? Quebec, Ontario, Quebec, Ontario, Alberta, and Saskatchewan all have added it to their um, to their list of drugs that will be covered. Good thing um, it's not only Alberta, because could you imagine if you had to move oh, there to get Trikafta? Such a love our Albertan be, listeners, but that would God, be rough. Damn, I would never want to live there. Uh, I love you, Alberta. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so big, big, I mean, super exciting for the folks that live in those provinces. Banff is nice. Banff is nice. Yeah. Jasper, it's not really Alberta, Jasper's, though. That's really, Jasper's I mean, nice. It's, it's like geographically, technically, BC. but it's like more BC. BC. Um, BC vibes. It's got BC vibes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, Nova Scotia still hasn't come forward with an announcement. Um, and uh, I put forward a little bit of a, a call out to the Nova Scotia government, to uh, the, the health minister here, Michelle Thompson, um, and uh, I she did that. liked your tweet, but didn't reply. Did she like it? I don't think I don't she know. fucking <laughs> did. Honestly, I think she. I, I think she's steering clear. I sent her an email, a very long email, being like, "Hey, what mm. the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Like, are we yeah. gonna yeah. fucking?" It was. It was what we call. It was what we call in the biz. Strong email. Strong <laughs> worded email. Strong. Um, strong. And uh, and uh, <laughs> there has been no word whatsoever. Um, and it's kind of a, you know, I, I, I get it. I get it. But also I'm a little fucking annoyed. You know, it's like, I didn't, yeah. vo- I didn't vote. I didn't vote for the, the progressive conservatives. I didn't vote you fuckers in. Um, but you're in here in Nova Scotia, uh, pr- provincially. And, you know, a big part of, of their campaign was like healthcare, like big, big on healthcare, big on pr- providing access to healthcare for all. And uh, and sent that email and just didn't receive yeah. a peep. Um, I think they'll do. It. I think they'll do it. I mean, it, it's totally if they necessary. Don't, I'm going to be so annoyed. It's totally necessary to put pressure yeah. on them and to treat it like and to continue to treat it like, yo, what the fuck? Like, not to be like, oh, you'll do it. I'm sure you'll get around to it. Yeah. But to be, you know, be very firm and to be continuously putting pressure on it and to continuously being to yeah. continuously be using the sort of language that's that's going. When are you doing it? What's up? When, when is it happening? Yeah. Because so if you want to put the pressure on <laughs> M Thompson PC at M Thompson PC, that's M T H O M P S O M P C on Twitter. Um, just send a strong, no, strong actually, worded tweet. You know what? Actually, yeah. for real, pause this right now. Actually, for real, pause this right now and just a short tweet. Just just a short tweet or or, or that just says. When are Nova Scotians getting Trikafta? Yeah. And, and just tweet at her. And because if, if everybody who's listening to this show right now, whether you're a Nova Scotia or not, if you do that, you could literally be the reason why Jeremy and everybody else who has the, uh, the, the, the gene that Trikafta, the, the defective gene that, that Trikafta treats, everybody in Nova Scotia could be getting their life changed because yeah. of that tweet. Yeah. And if we can just do a blast, pause it, do it right now. And alternatively, if you uh, if you don't want to send a tweet or you don't have Twitter, you can always um, just support us on Patreon so that Jeremy can afford Trikafta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's two routes you could go yeah. there. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. Patreon's easier, but anyway, um, do both. Yeah. So it's really interesting. And and it, uh, funnily enough, um, around the same time all this shit was coming out. Uh, there was a news article that was released about our friend Steph Shreko, past CF guest on the podcast. Um, he, I think we covered this. Maybe we talked about this on the show. Maybe we didn't. 
but Steph had been granted access to Trikafta via his corporate insurance plan, which was through Canada Life. Um, and after they approved it, uh, I think they saw what they did. They saw the bill that they were looking at and went, actually, scratch that. We made a mistake. That was an admin mistake. Yes, there was a glitch in the system. Uh, it, the yes button was pressed, but the no button was mm-hmm. supposed to be pressed. And so they, they, they t- took back their, um, their original approval. Um, then less than a month later, Steph was added to his partner's family plan through her corporate insurance, which is through Sun Life. And Sun Life fully was like, yes, we will cover Trike After for you. They're, they're going to cover 80% of it. And uh, the drug company, Vertex, will be covering the, the final 20%. So it, it was just a really interesting thing to see um, for folks who are in provinces where Trikafta isn't covered and you aren't aware if you are looking for coverage of Trikafta, it seems that Sun Life mm. does cover it. Um, and for anybody, for anybody who's listening, going back to the whole thing about tweeting um, our health minister here in Nova Scotia, because we're putting a call out for you to do that. If you do that, if you are in a province that is currently not covering it and uh, the, the more dominoes fall, the more likely it is that, they they will all fall mm-hmm. and if we've got four provinces now if nova scotia does um then it makes it more likely especially in the atlantic provinces if nova scotia does something it makes it more likely that new brunswick pei and newfoundland will do will yeah. will follow in the same footsteps so you know just just do it just do go you, out there and put some pressure on the health minister here because uh, we want to save jr we want to save everybody who's living with cf who could have a dramatically dramatically different life from now on um, and for people who are born, being born now with CF, that will never have to know the 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 like the hospital life that you've had to know for yeah. you know your whole existence. Yeah, can you imagine being a person in the insurance company that has to like look at these decisions on paper? Like, imagine that there's a person who actually looked at that and was like, "Oh, three hundred thousand dollars, fuck," and like. They're just looking at the numbers and they're like, oh, fuck, we can't. So we're not yeah, going to be problem. I mean, I've always, like, and I've never, obviously, I, it's very hard to do the, the the budget calculations when you're covering something like that are just so complex. But if you, I, I can't imagine, it's hard for me to fathom that the cost of Trikafta per year for one person is more than it costs to A, give them all the drugs that they need to, to tr- just to treat the CF, um, which, which, I think like almost entirely you wouldn't need if you were on <coughs> Trikafta. And then also the adjacent cost of what it means to be uh, parents with someone living with CF and the time yeah. that it takes away from your job and the time that it takes, like all of the, there's there's a whole bunch of adjacent related costs, not just the drugs that the person with CF needs. There's a whole like, like, Dude, we should do a web of costs. We should do a video like digging into what all of those costs would be on an annual basis and break it down. I can't can't imagine for a single person that that cost, that hard cost and related cost is, is, uh, more or, or less Mm -hmm. is, is Is more than what, more than what Tricata is. I can't imagine. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to say. I don't know. It's a lot of drugs. 
It's a lot of drugs. I take a lot of lot of medications. Guys, this is pretty uh, not feel good Friday. Um, in terms of feeling good, well, it's I gonna, got be, it's gonna got, be feel good when he gets his lips it, sucked around those uh, pills. It will be, yeah, yeah, will, yeah. will be when I'm that will sucking good. on them pills. Yeah. yeah. Hey, here's a, here's something to make you feel a little better. Okay. Um, what do you got? <laughs> uh, uh, this is uh, another way in which Taylor almost died. Um, what? And yeah, I don't know. If, are you aware about this? I don't think so. Well, here we go. We're gonna watch a little clip on how Taylor almost died not having anything to do with his heart or being compressed no. by his best friend. There we go. Is that satisfying? That's it. Yeah, it's satisfying. Yeah. Hey, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that. I just had to pop a pimple. You didn't want to film it, but you definitely wanted to pop it. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> did you know what you just did there was quite dangerous? Now, I saw something in our DMs. <laughs> I saw a little snippet because, you know, I'm the social media. I'm the social guru now. So I saw the DMs. Guys, I, I miss Lauren. <laughs> I see the DMs. Hey. You're doing a great job. You're doing a good job. Thank I just you. miss Lauren. Thank you. I you mean, are doing a good job. Uh, in our social media, Autumn uh, hit us up and she said to respond to that story right there. You've probably been told this a million times by, uh, now, but you should never pop a pimple in the triangle of death. Now, Autumn. I've never heard this before. Yeah, me neither. No pimple popping in Bermuda. Taylor <laughs> most certainly has never heard this before because he just <laughs> we just watched evidence that uh, he popped a pimple in the triangle of death. What is the triangle? I of feel death? like the, I feel what like those triangles are are always very satisfying. Because, they are because they're always tiny little now whiteheads that go. Yeah, when they pop. Earlier today, I popped one there. Yeah, before I prepped today's episode. Prep today's episode. And immediately got terrified that I popped a pimple there. And now I'm afraid I'm going to wake up dead tomorrow. Hold on. But Wait. what is the, what's the science? What's the science behind the triangle Maybe of death? Maybe blown the fuck away? Yes. <laughs> Me too. The triangle of death is the one place on your face where you should never, ever pop pimples. You've been told over and over again to avoid popping pimples, no matter how tempting they might look. I've heard this, right? It's like, it's just, you're, well, you're, let you're me know, and I didn't ask for this, but I wanted to spread pimples. Yeah. That advice goes for your entire spread face, of pimples. course. But doing? doctors say Dr. that there's a particularly dangerous oh, area on your face. Dude, Wait, oh, did you? Back it up. Yeah. Oh, you're not supposed to pop pimples? No, no, you're not. I mean, your, your fingers are full of dirt. Popping pimples is, it, you're just asking to get like an infection or, or you know, I don't know if it's true that it will spread pimples, but that's what I've been told. And I've, I've had a long history of very severe acne as a kid was mm -hmm. on Accutane more than once. Um, you should, you shouldn't pop your pimples. The, the, that sounds the, like a, that sounds like a, Hey, like the tooth fairy won't come if you masturbate. Like, <laughs> the bro sciences sound though. I mean, like if you think of your dirty hands going on your face, like pimples are really a result of clogged pores. Right. So if you're like, Pushing your fingers around yeah. your face, getting the oil in there. It's not I mean, good. I think the bro science is sound, though anecdotally, I feel like I've the never bro science is sound. I've never no, no, no. I'm telling you, myself more. I'm pimples. telling you right now, look it up. You're not supposed to be popping your pimples. It, oh. it, it's it's just uh not a good idea also, in general. Definitely not in the triangle of death. But the triangle <laughs> of death, this is for real, for real. But so I'm always gonna pop every poppable pimple. Same, same. It every poppable feels, pimple will be popped. It's, it feels so good. <laughs> okay. Uh but you might change your tune on the triangle of death. Okay. Uh colloquially refer I colloquially yeah, it's referred to the triangle of death. Um that you should definitely keep your hands off of. 
It takes a bit of imagination to identify the triangle of death on your face, but it's there. Uh, quote, the area of the face connecting the nose to the corners of the mouth is thought to be a particularly dangerous area of the face because they're close connection to the brain. Joshua Zeichner, this MD, is, a dermatologist at Mount Sinai in New York, tells Health. This is so funny that a, an article that was basically like doctors and say this and then, the, then there's it says it's going to take a bit of imagination well, okay, for so, you to get this. So, yeah. I actually can't laugh. My chest is so sore. So I literally was at the ER three hours ago. So the best way to see the triangle is to form one with your fingers, connecting the tips of your thumbs... And then the tips of your pointer fingers. So a triangle like this. Okay, I'm really using my imagination. Right? On your face, the tip of your triangle is on the bridge of your nose. So the tip of the triangle up on the bridge. And the base of your triangle starts at either corner of your mouth. So just choose a corner. And extends across the bottom of your upper lip. So this right here is the triangle of death. No, 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 not there. Here. That's, oh, that's like have, most of your face. So you have two triangles there. So it's more like a diamond of death. You really don't. Yeah. You really don't. Because you see, it, it, is, it does take imagination to do this correctly. <laughs> and you did it wrong. So <laughs> Wait, but, it, but isn't there effectively it's, a triangle on both sides? It, yes, there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so a it's triangle a diamond. No, he was imagining right then. Mm, not really, but that's not how <laughs> diamonds work. But <laughs> Diamonds are double triangles. It's like two triangles of death, though, for sure. It's, it's a diamond split into two <laughs> and then placed here and here. That's, a di that's the diamond, okay? <laughs> okay? So you take the diamond, and it's here. Just use your imagination. So you take the diamond, right? And you go, and then you go. Through my chest. Uh, uh, boop, right my chest. Okay, it's so, really hard for people who it, are just listening because yeah, they're it, like. If you yeah. want to watch us try to figure this shit out, uh, go to Sick Boy on YouTube. Oh, my God. Um, so. So that's the triangle of death. It, basically, it's right here. Okay. Uh, now, the phrase triangle of death might sound a bit extreme when we're talking oh, about... <laughs> Stop laughing. The triangle of death might sound a bit extreme when we're talking about pimple popping, but you definitely shouldn't take the threat lightly. Uh, quote, this cavernous sinus... or Sorry, the cavernous sinus is the name of a large vein that drains blood to the brain, creating a connection from your outside to your inside. Dr. Zeichner said, in other words, the infection in a pimple on your nose has somewhat of a clear path to your brain. For this reason, any infection in that little area is a bit of a higher risk. So in the event that you pick a pimple and an infection develops, the worst case scenario is that the infection spreads from the skin through the sinus and has the potential to infect the brain and even spread through the bloodstream to the entire body. Wow. Well, by, that by, is actually fucking wild. Do you think by that by that thought, that if you pick your nose to the point where it bleeds, it's also equally as dangerous? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know what, guys? I actually forgot, I don't, not that I I actually forgot to mention something to you guys. There's actually one more thing that the doctor said to me <clears throat> today after he saw my EKG, and he, and he, you know, he, mentioned, he mentioned how, how boss my, my resting heart rate is. He, he, he then said, before he tipped the cat, before he tipped his surgical uh, bandana cap and gave me the one finger mm -hmm. uh, shoot mm -hmm. shoot <laughs> he said uh he 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 looked at me and he said he said oh yeah and you know the the triangle of death on your face for pimples and i said yeah and he goes yeah doesn't apply to you heart's too good yeah. and i went i went copy roger 104 and then uh and now here we are which is crazy coincidence because i had actually never heard of that before but i knew exactly what he meant in the moment like i like he yeah, said yeah. it and i went i know exactly what you mean because all you heard was strong heart. And I heard like, strong heart. Don't need to worry he said, about it. Doesn't apply to you. And I said, yeah. makes sense. <laughs> I said, makes sense. <laughs> and then, uh, and then that was that. So it's crazy that that whole thing. Like people, other people need to worry about that. But He's I like, don't. you wear a whoop because you might be 
uh, uh, like be able to get some records or something. Here we go. That. Here right. we go. Yeah. I fucking found it. I just Googled how many people died from popping pimples. I just fucking found it. All right. Killer bug. Teenage boy nearly dies from popping a pimple after it triggered killer sepsis infection. No. A teenager nearly died after contracting, contracting sepsis from ske- squeezing a spot on his neck. Guys, wow. don't pop pimples anywhere. You're just asking to die. The yeah, triangle but dude, death but, is getting but bigger. Guys, but guys, do you know why it doesn't apply to me? It's not only my heart. It's that I bike every day, so I shower every day. I'm clean as fuck, dude. Every time I get out of the shower... Your hands are fucking filthy, Every time dude. I get out of the shower, do you know what's playing in the background? <laughs> what? So Fresh and So Clean by Outcast. Every time I get out of the shower... Ain't nobody get past me. I'm just so fresh. Yeah, this kid, fresh uh, this kid, had, I wish I had the photos <laughs> to pull up here. It's, it's pretty nasty. Sepsis kills 400,000 people in the UK every year. That's more than bowel, breast, and prostate cancer hold combined. On, but hold uh, on. You're making, yeah. you're, you're, you are. That's no, a leap. That's you are a leap. Inadvert- no, no, you are no, no. inadvertently They're all and, connected. And, and erroneously connecting. It's all connected. Popping pimples on the triangle of death. To sepsis deaths, which in the also, UK. which They're also, the same. Ex- it's the same thing. Anecdotally, you're also making me speak loudly, and it hurts. Um, anecdotally, you found one example of popping a pimple. Found that, another one that, found that another caused one. sepsis that wasn't even in the triangle fa- of fa- death. Fa- yeah, he, it was on his neck. But I found one. I found one. I found one in the in the in the in the triangle. The triangle of death. can be different <laughs> sizes. Right, here we go. Size about, triangle for everybody. Here we go. How about this? Man nearly dies after popping pimple in, da- in da- dangerous triangle. In the dangerous triangle, if you're itching to pop a pesky pimple that has sprouted on your face, you better stop. Oh, shit. A man from Zhangjiang, China, nearly lost his life after popping what he thought was a pimple near his upper lip. It's, it's, this is it, man. I'm fucking telling you. However, the, oh, my God. The, oh, my God. The photo. Well, there's is a photo a, of is it. Is it actually a good photo? Bri. I can't Put, tell how much. We're going to cut you, to the photo right here. You got to insert this, Bri. I okay. can't tell how much of what you just said was made up. So the photo is right here. Whoa, that is not a pimple. There's hey, no you way. You almost did this to yourself. They, that guy got shot point blank in the face with a gun. He literally that's does a, look like that's that. It's a gunshot wound. Wow. The face. When the man sought help at a local hospital, he had developed a high fever and could not breathe properly. His blood glucose levels are also ra- uh, rose rapidly. Did they mention what his resting heart rate is? No. <laughs> he was later transferred <laughs> to a provincial hospital for treatment. Uh, the man had several brushes with death in the hospital. Uh, he was found to have developed sepsis, a serious complication of an infection. It triggers an inflammatory the, response. The dude, you're like a dude. You're like a you're. You might as well be the director of loose change. Holy shit! Holy shit! <laughs> to save his life, the doctors removed about eight centimeters of dead tissue near the upper lip and drained 100 milliliters of pus from the infected Whoa, area. You dude, know it's wild. Is a disgusting measurement how many, of pus. How many? Pimp- hey, Tay, you so- were right though. Here's another photo. Bring this one up, Bry. This is the triangle, uh, the dangerous triangle right here. You actually did yeah. it perfectly. Yeah. I was wrong. It is you one were triangle. Right. That makes way more sense because I was like, why would it only be on one side of the nose? See, again, it takes a lot of imagination to get this right. <laughs> it yeah. does, actually. It takes a very specific <laughs> amount of imagination I'm that only lot, I possess. I'm burning lots of calories over <laughs> here. Um, Listen, I just want to say to, uh, to our listener, um, Autumn, thank you. You just saved... Countless people. Countless lives. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. And we could probably count them because we think of there's one person out of the 400,000 cases of sepsis in a year. How many? How So one person Holy in sh- like 8 billion died of this. How many pimples Yo, do you think no, are no, no, popped no. No, no, listen. per year? Yeah, no, hold it's on. Like, it's like roller coaster Brian, deaths. You I know? got a stat for you right here. The condition known as cavernous sinus thrombo- thrombosis, which is what you can get. 
that causes the death kills 30% of those who contract it. Whoa. Yeah, that's a lot how of many people contract And that's so fucking funny now, is yeah. it? Huh? Yeah, one of the three people who nice. got it died. This is, this is numbers. <laughs> this is statistical warfare. There's no... Con, there's Look such into little, it, man. Look into it, man. There's such little context. That's, a, that's a, one of my favorite quotes about uh, stats is that you can tell any story with a statistic. A hundred percent, yeah. I'm going to find another article here. Like, <laughs> just let me... Make, like, Dude, do your own uh, research. Die from pimple. Do your Try, own research. Uh, Where we going, we go all. 17... Storm, storm today. Storm. Do you try, uh, do you try uh, Breitbart or uh, any of those? Like, I mean, this is all come from pretty legit global news. Um, oh, news18.com. I don't deny that you could I think you just did. get an infection I think you just did. from popping a pimple. I don't doubt it. That makes a lot of logical sense. I think you live your life a little too risky. And I think I 100% I th- do. Yes. And I think it shows uh, the fact that you were hit by a car. The fact that you sat too close to the fire and the fact that you popped that pimple on your face. You're just asking. You're just asking to, to cross over the, the fucking rainbow bridge. Guys, my friend. I'm really hoping. I'm really hoping that this broken rib will heal quickly and I can't be around you. Well, I'll tell you right now, it's not going to heal quick enough because uh, we're moving on to this week's edition of what the hell? Uh, where we are talking about anal ejaculation. Oh my god, that's <laughs> a thing. God damn it, dude! Here we go. I literally can't laugh. Here we go. I can't laugh. How am I supposed to not laugh talking about anal ejaculation? A man had to seek medical attention after he began suffering from rectal ejaculation. You ready for this? Over the course of two years, the 33-year-old noticed a number of peculiar medical issues, including fecal matter in his urine, which is called. Uh, Fecal urea. Dude, he had a little trap door. And passing uh, a substantial amount of urine and semen from his anus. He had a little little door. Here's the fucking crazy thing about this. Over the course of two years, the guy was having poo-poo come out of his pee-pee. Whoa. And jism come out of his butthole. No. Two years. After experiencing pain in his testicles for almost a week, he then decides to go to the hospital. Guys, just for reference, I only had to have pain in my chest from a broken rib for a couple of days before I went to the ER. <laughs> this guy was oh. going two years coming out of his ass. This What's more like, common, the the triangle of death uh, thing, or I think this is pretty rare. This I think this is a lot rarer. I've never heard. I've never had anyone DM me on okay, Instagram so- going, "Hey, I'm sure you've been told this a million times." But if your ass is coming, you should see a doctor. Well, let me guess. Let's guess. Let's take guesses as to why he has a uh, a little door that passes between his uh, his bum bum and his pee pee. You it, sound like you know the answer. Well, so I'm, ge- well, I'm, I'm 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 going to guess he either has some type of like flesh eating. Ooh, that was where I was going. going on. That's on like the not his fault side. On his on the it's his fault side. I'm going to say that he is into some rather suspect anal play and with objects that are not meant for generally that. not recommended for that. Yeah. yeah. And he made a boo-boo and didn't know. And he started swapping, swapping sweeties between his, his bum bum. What do you think? I feel like Taylor gave, like definitely gave the first two, um, <laughs> I don't know if it's fair to use the word logical in what you just said. But uh, a fair amount the, of the first there, things though. that I would jump to, but maybe it was some type of uh, what's it called when you can get that like oh like a like a hemorrhoid 
you know? Yeah. Like, you're, like, like yeah. the hemorrhoid, like it just started to like sort of seep through those muscles. Not the word, not the word, but you're on the right track. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so guy started feeling pain in his balls and that was what drove him to the hospital. Not the cum coming out of his bum or the poop coming out of his wiener. He was like, my balls hurt. I'm going to go get it checked. According to a paper published by the medical journal Curious, tests showed that he had a urinary tract infection as well as a problem with his rectal wall. A CT scan, which you can see here, showed that he had a gas-filled structure, which further tests revealed was something called a fistula, which oh, I, which yeah, I believe yeah, is yeah. where you were kind of yeah. going with that, Bri, which is an abnormal passageway between the man's urethra and his rectum. Right. And it was this connecting tissue that was causing the unique case of rectal passage of semen to occur. The medical team then got to work finding out the cause of the problem, ruling out possible infections such as tuberculosis and inflammatory bowel disease. Wait, so was, would he just be like like rubbing one out and and like he would be like, I'm going to shoot, I'm going to shoot. No. And then like it would just like, Instead, just leak out of his butt. So uh, the man had also denied having suffered any kind of rectal trauma or penetration or having undergone uh, gone any abnormal surgeries in the past. But eventually, they discovered that he had, however, been in a three-week coma following cocaine and PCP intoxication Whoa. two years wow. previous. PCP is... I heard somebody say this the other day. PCP is ketamine. It is not. Or ke- yeah, no. I, would do, I was listening to Andrew Huberman talk about talk about this. Just I saying, I don't think PCP that, that the base that the base like uh, the base drug in PCP is ketamine. They're chemi- they're chemically related um, anesthetics. Okay, so I don't I don't think they're one and the same, but they are they're 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 definitely they're chemically related. I feel like yeah. he, I feel like he explained <laughs> it kind of like the way that um, ecstasy is. MDMA in that sort of sense Mm. that it's like a interesting it's like a it's like a drug like a base drug and then like shit thrown in there that makes it this Mm. you know kind of like you know crazy interesting so uh this guy uh did a bunch of coke and pcp went into coma and around that same same time he started beginning he started noticing the bizarre symptoms uh it was also during this time that he was fitted with a foley catheter which doctors believed was the root cause of the injury uh. And you'll be pleased to know that they were able to treat the man's condition, performing a joint, joint colorectal and urological sur- surgical fistula repair, which closed the prostate fistula. Here's another image which shows uh, through what's called avoiding serototherogram, demonstrating the evidence of fistula resolution of the urethra and rectum. Can't re- I mean, dude, he looks like he's got a fucking hog. <laughs> is that his? Uh, That's his uh, I'm pretty his, sure. His, I'm pretty sure that like that that femur. ski hill, that like tube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that water slide there mm-hmm. is his urethra. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His bladder is the big balloon. Mm-hmm. The arrow is pointing to where the fistula is happening in the urethra. Yeah, and then his hogs at the on the bottom. His penis is, yeah, he's got that big old piece <laughs> yeah, on he's him. He's got that short fat fucking um, hog. <laughs> guys, guys, I I just cannot imagine. No, you can. No, I really can't. No, I you actually can. physically cannot. If I, it is impossible for me to imagine what I would do if I saw poop come out of my 
out of yours out of my penis but you could imagine seeing it on video like if we watched your mom's house live or something like you could you could imagine it i could google it yeah. right now you want to see it i don't but you will no i won't <laughs> i'm saying i could you could but i won't okay will you later uh and i just want to say uh <laughs> he might curi- his curiosity <laughs> might get curiosity the better is, of him is later. not no it's not it's uh, really something i don't ever want to see um, this story came to us from, um, from our Patreon community. Um, we started a new channel on our discord that is feel good Friday content. And, uh, it is being filled by our Patreon community with potential subjects to cover on feel good Friday. Mm-hmm. So one, join our Patreon because then you could be a, like a co-producer on the show. This one it's came true, from, yeah. uh, from raising with an O is the, uh, is the discord, um, uh, handle that this came from. So thank you. Raising with an O. Um, and I believe it's, uh, Rogine that is behind that handle. I could be wrong though. I, it's really, sometimes it's hard for me to know when they all change their names and, and have different handles. So yeah, thank you for, for that reason with a no. Thank you. Thank you. Um, there's a bunch of other crazy wild stuff in this channel and I can't wait Perfect. to dive into it over the next, uh, so our Patreon community is like curating our Friday shows in a, in a way. They're, yeah, they they're replacing Lauren now. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, the, the Lauren did provide a lot of gold content. That's awesome yeah. for Feel Good Friday, and now uh, now our Patreon community is is stepping in to help out. Perfect, amazing. So thank you for that. Post. Join in um, And simply. although it did pique my interest, not enough for me to actually. You know what? Let's just. You want to see a video? What if we just Google? Fecal, fecal urea. I don't think it would be that gross to look at though, because it's not like you're passing a law good of your it's probably pee brown. Hole. Yeah, you know, this is like brown. It probably pee, gets, it probably gets diluted. You know, you know what it's probably like. It's probably like a protein shake that you've shaken up like ninety percent of the way. Ew. But then there's just like those little tiny little tiny little tiny little nuggets I can, of protein. I, can, I say, hate that because I can feel that texture in my yeah, mouth. Yeah, you know exactly what it's like. I'm yeah. going to say this you know exactly right. What ta- Brian knows what it tastes like. I'm going to say this right now. By the smell. Mm. Uh, do yourself a favor and don't ever Google image that word. <laughs> can you show us? No. You show me? No. Why not? Uh, don't make me do it on my own. <laughs> you're feeling weak. I don't know what I'm looking at. I really don't know what I'm looking at and I don't want to look at it anymore. Uh, Taylor, you got to go. So we got to wrap it up. This is probably gotta, a little bit too uh, R-rated for us to put on our YouTube channel. <laughs> oh but, yeah, you really got to go, but dude. But maybe it's we'll late. um, but maybe we'll put that uh, put this image on our uh, Patreon. No, we really won't. Oh, literally, <laughs> Kyle is calling me right now. Yeah, you so got to go. Going, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, all right, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. We uh, we uh, Taylor's alive. Uh, I might die next week because uh, Tricaft is not here. And if I do, it's on your hands, Michelle Thompson. You're the reason why I die. If I die. And uh, I hope you can live with the guilt. Um, folks, uh, thank Word. you. Thank yeah. you so much for... <laughs> I should tweet that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's, that's what yeah, you know. dude, We should send in this episode and be like, hey, you're the person. <laughs> yeah. You're oh, the bystander Jesus effect in Christ. this episode. Uh, folks, <laughs> this, was, this was a bit of a different episode. Uh, we'll come back next week with lots of feel-good content. Um, and, uh, or not. Thank you. For, yeah, or not. Maybe, maybe I will be dead. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review. Can't wait to hear more of those uh, Harry Bow sugar-free gummy bear reviews. Uh, folks, if you are on Spotify, hit the follow button. Follow us on uh, YouTube. Hit the bell icon so you know when we're getting when you, when we put up videos. And uh, hit the subscribe button. Of course, even if you don't use YouTube, start an account, go over there and subscribe anyway. Who fucking cares? Um, and thank you all so much. Thank you all so much. <coughs>
And if you want to send us a cute note, uh, anything that you want to say about the show, something that we said that was wrong, something that we said that was right. Oh, we're going to get some of that for sure. Um, yeah. You know, something that Brian said, which like was really insensitive or like crossed the line. Tell us. Um, we really want to know. <laughs> Letters at sickboypodcast.com. And if you want to be a guest on the show, go to sickboypodcast.com slash contact and fill out the guest form. As always, a huge thank you to the people who make this show happen. Uh, Taylor, Jeremy, myself, I love you guys. Uh, Taylor, I'm glad you're still here. Uh, a huge thank you to uh, Lauren Sankey, even though she's no longer with us on the show. Uh, just a thank you to everything that you've done over the, the past year and a half. And a huge thank you to Jeff Lonis, who's our manager. Uh, and Richo Coin for the theme music. That is it for this week. Until next week, actually, that is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy. <laughs>